This is the Realm of Agape Christian Church. Quickly to the scripture because I don't want to hold you too long. Philippians, the second chapter. Do you have Philippians 2? Say amen. Amen. Uh, it says, your life in Christ makes you strong and his love comforts you. I'm in the good news translation, y'all. You have fellowship with the spirit and you have kindness and compassion for one another. See, Paul is, amen, prophesying that as he was given a revelation from the Holy Ghost about the church at Philippi, he wants them to continue in that. He said, you have kindness and compassion for one another. Amen. I urge you then to make me completely happy by having the same thoughts, sharing the same love, and being one in soul and mind. Don't do anything from selfish ambition or from a cheap desire to boast, but be humble toward one another, always considering others better than yourselves. Somebody needs that right there. And look out for one another's interests not just for your own. He's talking about going in the will of God. He's just not talking about some fleshly, earthly kind of thing. Amen. The attitude you should have is the one that Christ Jesus had. He always had the nature of God, but he did not think that by force he should try to remain equal with God. He, he, God has shown us through Christ how we ought to worship. It was he that made us, not we ourselves. You get it? Instead of this, of his own free will, he gave up all he had and took the nature of a servant. He became like a human being and appeared in human likeness. Did Jesus come to do that here on Christmas? Amen. Yes, he did. He was humble and walked the path of obedience all the way to death, his death on the cross. For this reason, God raised him to the highest place above and gave him yes. the name that is what greater than any other name. Yes. And so in honor of the name of Jesus, all beings in heaven, on earth, and in the world below will fall on their knees. Then we just get through singing it, fall on your knees. Oh, hear the angels' voices. Yes. Hallelujah. And all will openly proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord to the what? Glory of God the Father. And this last part is showing us that we ought to shine as lights in the world. Aren't people shining lights all around the world because of Christmas? Verse 12. So then, dear friends, as you always obeyed me when I was with you, because Paul is talking like a bishop right now. It is even more important that you obey me now while I am away from you. Keep on working with fear and trembling and complete your salvation because God is always at work in you to make you willing and able to obey his own purpose. And we know that's a heavenly purpose, right? Yes, sir. Do everything without complaining or arguing. I got to read that twice. Do everything what without complaining or arguing. God reminded me about that when I was doing my uh, five or six or seven or eight or nine tasks that I have to do. Amen. I said, man, I got to be this. I got to be the janitor. I got to be this. I got to do that. But God said, all right, do everything without complaining or arguing. I had you meditating on it this week. I said, yes, sir. I'm sorry, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. So I had to be boom on the focus. Verse 15, so that you may be what? Innocent. And pure. God wants me to be innocent and pure. He wants all of us to be that as God's what? Perfect children who live in a world of corrupt and sinful people. You must shine among them like stars, 
lighting up the sky as you offer them the message of life. We can't offer them the message of life when we're living, living all crazy, right? Amen. See, if you do so, I shall have reason to be proud of you on the day of Christ because it will show that all my effort and work have not been wasted. Perhaps my life's blood is to be poured out like an offering on the sacrifice that your faith offers to God. If that is so, I am glad and share my joy with you all. In the same way, you too must be glad and share your joy with me. We have to share joy amongst ourselves. Amen. We can't wait for somebody else out there to do it. We have to go ahead and strum that up in, in here. We got to work at it. Amen. We got to be strategic about it. Go out of our way to share some love. Amen. God might pull you over to the side on your way from work to the mall just to buy something for one of the saints and touch your heart to do it. Put that person on your mind and you do it and you bring it to church all wrapped up. God said to give you this. And people used to give green handshakes every now and again. You know what that is? <laughs> they roll the money up and give it to you and, and walk away fast. And you look, oh, Lord, it just blesses your heart. My God, you can't be proud about that. And you can't be greedy either. I didn't get a green handshake in five, five weeks. Wait, what's up? What's up? You can't be like that either. <laughs> can't be like that. That's not joy. That's greediness. Amen. God wants us to share joy with each other. If God will bless somebody to bless you, don't you know God will work inside of you to be a blessing to somebody else? You're not just supposed to be a hoarder. You're supposed to become a blessor. Amen. So it, it is usually a mysterious and exciting and fun-filled event when you have uh, been given a gift. What about like Christmas, a wrapped gift? Anybody had a wrapped up gift given to them today? You wonder what it is if... Uh, the element of surprise has not been spoiled. Some of us had the element of surprise spoiled a little bit, but some of us kept it. You also know that you will not be able to uh, become well acquainted with the gift if you never what open it. <laughs> Spiritually speaking, it is fortunate for many of us that the uh, salvation gift of God has been received with great joy. We got to know how to amen accept God with great joy and learn to appreciate we have to tell people the bad news to lead them to the good news so many people today are leaving out the bad news and just trying to give people the good news then people aren't being saved for real it's not a godly salvation it's some kind of fleshly contrived mixed up fake salvation they just uh, state a few words have a few bars of a song and they slap a little oil in their head all right you are in there and the first person's like, huh? I don't seem like I'm in there. I seem like I'm still out there, you know. <laughs> people got to be taught in. People got to be revived by the Holy Ghost. Amen? Amen. God's Spirit has to come through that revealed truth in the Word. Jesus, amen, left us the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost is the revealer of the truth in the Word. People hear the Word of God because somebody told them. How can they have faith unless they have the Word of God preached and taught to them? My God. The Holy Ghost has to come and reveal the truth in that word. And he reveals the truth in the word by our life, too. We're supposed to be shining, and they see that shining in the darkness because it's way different because we're supposed to be countercultural that way. Different. God wants us to be that way. 
Uh, unfortunately, so many have not come through to new life the way they should. It's hard for us to appreciate God when that happens. And uh, it's hard to benefit from it. If you're going to make a good, uh, holy difference in this world, allowing others to see what the power of God's love has done in you, then you must do what the title of this message is challenging us all to do. Unwrap the gift God gave you. Try to say that. Unwrap the gift, Unwrap the gift. God gave you. God gave you. Amen. Philippians 2, uh, verses 12 through 16, helps us to realize that, quote, as you yield to the Lord, he works in you, right? Works in you, and then he works out of you. A good, faithful fruit will come out of you. In this way, you fulfill his plan for your life. That's based on Ephesians 2.10. Uh, that further builds the truth. For we are his workmanship. See that? We buy things. We hopefully buy some good quality things. Uh, somebody gave some kids in my class uh, a gift uh, that didn't last past 10 minutes for some of the children. For some of them, after a half hour, then it was gone. Others were able to carry it on because they didn't open it really good. It's supposed to have been some kind of little puzzle, uh, but some of them twisted it too fast, and boom, all the little pieces were on the floor. Mine's broken. I said, I don't have any more. Sweep it up and throw it away. Because they always look for another one. You know how children do. But we're, we're not built that way. God uh, took his time on us. And he is yet taking his time on us. I'm reminded of a little poem I learned when I was down in Florida. Uh, God is still working on me to make me what I ought to be. Uh, it took him just a week to make the, uh, the sun and moon and stars, Jupiter and Mars. How marvelously patient he must be because what? He's still working on me. I recited that poem in a long time. My God, I was a little boy. But look at God. It, it took him a week to make all those things, marvelous things. And look, he's still working on us, saving us from things. My God, uh, I told you uh, I'm 60, but take away nine from that, right? What is that number? 51, right? I'm a 51-year-old Christian. And God is what? Still working on me. My God, is God still working on you? We're supposed to be his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works or bad works? Good works, which God hath before ordained, in other words, prepared, that we should walk in them. See, that's Ephesians 2.10. Uh, God cannot shine through us until he works in us. So we got to let him have his way, people of God. We got to start letting him have his way. We can't get to that perfection of the heavenly purpose if we don't let God have his way. That's right. You are supposed to be a light in a dark world. We all are supposed to be a runner holding forth the living word to a dead world. Uh, when we let God have his way, we are letting him unwrap us. But we are his gifts, which he gives to where? To who? The lost, depraved world. And that world is in dire need of his love. We got to get out of that. I mean, we're in a rat race, going to work and rushing. Uh, oh, I always oh, off to work. I go and all that, you know. 
but we can't get caught up in road rage and you know cussing out folk who cut you in the line and all that kind of stuff there's anger out there yeah right i'm very tempted i feel myself revving up on the accelerator so nobody can't get in front of me and stuff and i have to talk to myself self remember jesus Keep him on your mind and in your foot on the accelerator. Stop it. Let the man go. He want to get in the front. Oh, just clap your hands for him. Oh, that was very nice. Oh, you got it in front of me. Oh, you somebody. Just let them have it. Let them win. We have a big fish to fry, don't we? And don't get your mind on food either. <laughs> but God, amen, wants us to represent him correctly. I'm going to give you three main things that you can't do to a gift. You ready? Then we're going to be out of here. Three main things you can't do to a gift. Number one, you can't always judge a gift by its wrapping. It might be wrapped in newspaper, but it might be a diamond. I don't know. You can't judge it by its wrapping. What about you? What about me? How we look? How we sound? My God, you can't judge us by the wrapping my God, there's a lot of ugly people that's saving a whole lot of souls. My God, and I heard some people calling certain preachers ugly. Like, uh, preacher's real good, anointed, but he's surely ugly. I'm like, wow, why would that have to come out of your mouth? Ain't that? <laughs> you can't judge people by the rapping. Get out of the flesh, my God. Look into the spirit, my God. Let's just think about the people of Israel. Uh, they seem to be 100% supportive of Christ's kingdom during his triumphal entry into Jerusalem. Remember the scripture? But they proved to be the same pretentious, unwrapped gifts uh, they were back in the days of Moses. Their infamous history took the best of them as seen in their wilderness disputes and idolatrous worship that they had in the wilderness. On the contrary, Jesus as God in the flesh unwrapped uh, himself for us, right? He was wrapped in meekness for our benefit, but many people did what? Rejected him. They didn't want him wrapped in meekness. He has to come and destroy the Romans. Oh, we're going to have a new Messiah. He's going to destroy the Roman kingdom. He's going to come in. And, and the um, prophet foretold, uh, God put the the weight of the world on his shoulder, the government shall be upon his shoulder. They knew all of that, but they were looking at the scripture from the fleshly eye. Jesus didn't come that way. He came meek, riding on a little donkey. He's like, wait, hold up. What happened to the large, big old white stallion? He'd come in with a sword, come in with fire in your eye. You know, just do your thing. We can't judge a gift by its wrapping. My God, what about you? How, what kind of spiritual gift do you have? We, we, we got to go with what God has given us. Sometimes we're not moving forward because we're uh, blocked by a fleshly mindset. We got to get that scab off of our eye and we'll see what God intends for us to do and let the Holy Ghost come in and empower you, change you, redirect you, educate you, deliver you from things, free you up so you can move in the power of the Holy Ghost to accomplish the will of God. Hallelujah. Number two, uh, three main things you can't do to a gift. So number two, you can't keep a gift wrapped forever, can you? Think about it. That makes sense? Well, I got some good gifts. Aren't they pretty? Oh, look at them. You didn't unwrap them yet? No, I don't know. I'm just holding on to them. Wow. You know, eventually gifts, uh, let me think, must be uh, open, right? Yeah. 
or in, in this case, allowed to be open. Amen. There is an appointed time of revelation, seasonal reaping, and harvest uh, in life's experience, and uh, all of our experiences. We usually first learn that there is a gift, then that there is a time to receive it, and lastly, a time to use it. Thank God. We have to grow up in Jesus a little bit. Sometimes we ready to open the church. We three years old, got saved, learned the scripture. I'm ready to be a bishop. No, you're not. You're not even potty trained. Slow down. Slow down. We got some growing up to do. We learned four, three or four scriptures. Oh, we ready. And we didn't even interpret them three or four scriptures right. And we ready to just go on down the road. My God, we got to slow down. Let the Lord do what he came to do. Think about the book of Ephesians. Sit walk stand that's what Ephesians is about sit before the feet of the rabbi let him teach you let the holy ghost come he's a paracletos he's a teacher he's your life coach let the holy ghost do what the holy ghost came to do sit before the rabbi and be taught amen he's going to help you get on up now and stand for god and you're going to be able to walk and do things that you're supposed to do according to the will of god in glory and accomplish faithful fruitful works and uh, sit, walk, and then you'll be able to stand against every wind of doctrine that comes against the real truth of God's word. You won't be tossed about with every wind of doctrine. You'll be planted firmly. You'll be able to stand. When all the dust clears, you will yet be standing. My God's getting us ready for the great day. Who shall be able to stand? Do all to stand. And God shows you how to dress yourself. When you are one of the people that are standing yes. from head to toe. My God, he shows you. Yes. you know, so, yes, we, we, we got to get right. Let's look at number three. Things you can't do to a gift. What about this? Three. Uh, you can't misuse your gift. You might get a little car, a little truck, but you're trying to throw it like a baseball. My God, something wrong with that. Are you using the gift right? Excellent craftsmanship is of the essence. But when that integrity is compromised, neglected, uh, with an ingratitude and apathy, my God, all of what that gift should be goes to naught. Yes. Sin will fool you, making you believe that you can do whatever you want as long as you do not get caught. My God. This is one reason why God gave the people of Israel a gift etched in what? Stone. The Ten Commandments, my God, which he intended for their good and even for our good to save them from the penalty of Satan's breach of covenant. The people of God were supposed to do as Ephesians 2.10 says, walk in them, right? And God said, do not murmur. Don't complain about it. Do them in loving obedience, in a diligent fashion. Amen. God poured a, an anointing of diligence in here. In, in our midst, but we have to make good of it. Uh, how many are going to use it to move forward? Amen. The devil will try to dry that up with complaint, with murmuring, disputing, complaining about this and that. But God needs us to walk and not be weary. Run, make some progress, and not give up, not faint. Amen. Amen. So the code of life that we need is etched in the stone. Uh, the moral code, our commandments from the Lord. It's our spiritual DNA. God writes it on our, on our hearts now. And through the power of the Holy Ghost, he enables us 
to do them. We can't do them without his power working in us. God created us, and uh, that God is Jesus. Jesus is the creator. Don't y'all know that? Amen. You know, uh, the, the creator must work in us so that we are faithfully enabled to work out his holy heavenly plan instead of remaining disabled, hopelessly committed to Satan's earthly rebellious plan. Ah, I want to go away from Satan's plan and join in the heavenly band. My God, help me to do it. I pray he helps you to do it too. You know, each of us is a special gift from God to a lost world. So last point I want to make. You are a special gift from God to a what? Lost world. You hear that word? You need to, amen, proclaim that. You need to prophesy that on yourself and uh, not be the lost world, not amen, thrive as a grand participant in the lost world, but be countercultural in the lost world. That makes you a brighter light. The more countercultural you are against evil ways, the brighter your light will be. How bright is your light? How different are you? Uh, if you're special from God, you should be bright because God is glorious light. And in him there's no darkness at all. My God, no dimming. No, no, no. In a spiritual sense, we cannot open our own selves. Think about it. On different levels of spiritual maturity, we are in need, just like Lazarus. We need to be raised from the dead and loosed from our grave clothes. Yes. It's an experience of a death, burial, and resurrection. Jesus showed us that, and we have to go through that in our growing up experience. Something's got to die. We got to die to self. We got to die to our fleshly ways. We have to, amen, let that be buried and let it be gone. Let it be in the soil now. And may the new seed of faith, amen, use that to help it to grow, amen, and know a new way, amen, and be nurtured so that we could go the opposite of that and now go the new way. Let it become a stepping stone to get you where you got to go. My God, I'm not what I should be, but I'm not what I used to be, thank God. We got to move forward. We got to move on. 2023, round the corner. Help us, Lord. We got to get to this perfection appointment, Lord. God help us. You know, uh, we, 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 we got to experience the death, burial, and resurrection. But this happens when we accept God as what? Savior and director of our new life in him. We have a new life in him when we even get a new revelation. And now we are dead to certain bad habits we had. And now we got the new habits that the Holy Ghost gives us. He doesn't just say stop. He helps us to go in a better, different, good way. Don't just stop. Do something else. Amen. Do what you're supposed to do. Right. Because the devil's going to get you if you're sitting up there idle. You know what we used to say in the old days. Come on, idle minds of what? Devil's workshop. And he's going to sit up there giving you all kind of devilish instructions, devilish ideas. And if it's in your heart and then the plan comes, well, now it's going to get in your hands and your feet and your mouth and other extremities of your body too. My God. Loose out of here. My God, my God. Christians tend to think that only sinners need to be saved. But Christians are still being saved Amen. from certain powers of sin as we faithfully work out our salvation with what fear and trembling, or as the Message Bible translates it, 
as we continue living in responsive obedience. We need to have that responsive obedience. Continuing in it even more intense in our efforts. We've got to go a stronger way. I used to pray a certain amount of prayers. I can't keep praying that way now because the, I'm on a different level. Now there's more devils. My God. And I got to pray more heap. My God. I got to pray a mountain over that. Where sin abounds, grace abounds much more. The devil got his mountain, but God got a bigger mountain. My God. Oh, God so high you can't go over him. The devil can't fool God. Think he's going to go around the corner? No, God so wide you what? Can't go around him. Oh, I'll sneak up under him. No, he's so low you can't go under him. So where am I go? You got to go through the door. His name is Jesus. Anybody coming another way? That's a crook. My God, a wolf. My God. God said, beware of dogs. My God. Talk about them wolves that come to kill, steal, destroy. My God, them devilish workers. When we finally allow Jesus to raise us up and unwrap us, and we're almost done, we must then live according to his excellent craftsmanship. Jesus has what? Excellent craftsmanship. We got to remember that when God comes to work on us, he's giving us visions and dreams, prompting our hearts with what he wants us to do to build us up in the most holy faith. And we got to think God has excellent craftsmanship in his heart and on his mind for me. The ruler of the whole universe, the creator of it, came to little old me and he wants to make certain that there is excellent craftsmanship. My God. We can't compromise the integrity of that relationship. We can't compromise the integrity of the power of his love. You know, you could be all surrounded by his love and not allow it in. Ever learning, but always constantly denying the power. Right. You're denying the power means you're not letting it come in. Right. And we'll, we'll be singing that old rock and roll song. I hear you knocking, but you can't come in, my God. We want God to want, come on in. Do what you came to do, Lord. Fellowship with me and I with you. We got to let his power come in. He knows the way out. Why is that? Because he is the way out. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And we're about to go home. But the glory of God will become very visible as you begin to unwrap the personal obstacles that block its brilliance thus allowing the world to see the marvelous work of God's meticulous hand. Don't you want the world to see the meticulous work of God's great hand? If we are going to make a difference in this world, then uh, we must work faithfully with God, not against him, cooperating with his plan to save each of us from certain powers of sin. God will not allow you to work in vain or in error. I thank God for that. He wants to present us faultless before his throne. He's going to say, now we're going to let the rest of these toa folk come on in here. Come on in here, Miss Toa from the floor. Come on, get your raggedy self on over there. You think God's going to do that in glory? No, we're going to be already hooked up with perfection and greatness in God. Amen. His anointing will prevail. Thank God. We got to let it prevail in our life. He wants us to have that excellent craftsmanship experience. We got to cooperate with his plan. And he wants to save each and every one of us from certain powers of sin. You know, his satisfaction is going to be error proof. 
No error in God. Amen? God gives us three main things we can't do to his gift in us. You heard them. And in his earthly ministry, he modeled how uh, we could succeed with the power of the Holy Ghost. In God, we cannot fail. So we ought to trust him, shouldn't we? As our cooperative worker in the task of unwrapping or revealing his glorious divine purpose in our lives. Such faith will save you and others in this dark world that we live in. So let's all become a light for the light of the world, Jesus. We have to reflect his light from our lives. Yes. He's the light of the world. He wants to shine through us. Yes. He wants nothing impeding the glow of that shine. We got to get this stuff off of us and out of us that's impeding the glow. My God, yes. inside of each and every one of us is the gift that God gave. Will you allow the spirit of God to open the gift? Will you? Will you? Let's rest on our feet and open our hearts. Amen. Hallelujah, God. We stretch our hands to you, great God in glory. We stretch our hearts and hands up to heaven. Hey, God, we know you're able. We pray you lift us up to where we ought to be. We're going to depend on you. We're going to trust in you. I don't know, oh God, if I could do it, Lord, because I messed up so many other times. But Lord, this time, I'm going to trust you all the way. It's not about me thinking about how I'm going to get out of this little rut that I have in my life. But Father God, I'm going to trust you all the way this time. And every little detail of what you tell me to do is going to be a great work. I need the little details to come together. And then there's going to be a great deliverance. We of the realm of Agape Christian Church pray that the Holy Word of God has richly blessed your soul. To send prayer requests, use the contacts page of our website, www.roagape.org. We need your continued prayers and financial support to maintain this ministry. You can also find a secure means of donating on our website. God bless you.